Attention human, prepare yourself for the double pick cast. Hello and welcome to the Pipcast. Most every week we catch you up on the goings on within the Transformers trading card game universe. I'm here with Brandon. Hello, hello. Sean. Hey, how's it going? And of course, you got me, Cam. How you guys doing? I'm pretty good, pretty good. I can't so, complain. That was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> good thing I is we can cut out that. all the empty the empty space right that's so right people you <laughs> never know what happened yeah uh just for that i'm not going to cut this piece out i'm going to leave all the blank <laughs> the extra that's space right uh hey so if, if you've been living under a rock or if you just haven't been on uh, social media at all you would not know that the transformers wave five was teased so today we're going to talk about the fifth wave of transformers get some of our thoughts on it uh, the early bird doesn't always get the worm. Uh, we waited a little bit afterwards, and now we've got even more to talk about uh, how how Wave 5 is going to work with some of the new mechanics, uh, what the in-store play kit's looking like, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get into it. So the fifth wave of the Transformers trading card game comes out in April. It's going to be on the 17th. You can pre-order it right now. Uh, Get a hold of your local gaming store. You can take a look at what it looks like and get some stats on it on Amazon.com, where you can get basically everything nowadays. It is called Titan Masters Attack. The The gimmick for it is that you will have a, a separate card that starts off at the beginning of the game, and it goes with a body. There's a head card and a body card, and each of them uh, play together in different ways. And And this was initially leaked or posted a little bit too early via Amazon and then the experts over at IGN not breaking precedent gave the big rundown on the article it was covered by Seth Macy guys what were what are your thoughts uh, on on the Titan Masters attack when you first saw it <clears throat> they originally released a Titan and it's about time he better get some battle card support that's all I know uh, Metroplex better get some battle card support because I want to see the Mad Titan go crazy. I do like this new mechanic thing. It seems interesting where you're combining, you know, the head and the body and and putting these things because um, I believe it's mix and match too. So it's going to give you all kinds of versatility on on what it is that you want to do and make things customizable and interesting and and you know, just letting letting your imagination go wild. So I I think that's going to give you know some play styles out there a real kick in the pants. I like that. I am curious to see if it works on uh, retroactively. Like, you know, will you be able to put some of these heads on old bodies? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think for me, so I don't want to use the word gimmick, but it's it's a new mechanic, or it's an old mechanic for the trading card gaming world wrapped up in a Transformers wrapper, right? So it's what we talked about on the last episode is some sort of permanent, right? We talked about locations and so on and so forth. To bring up the Dragon Ball Z card game by score again, this is almost like the mastery card that uh, you would, if you had a deck of all one color, you could say, hey, I'm declaring, a, they called it a Tukuiwaza, and you would have a mastery card that if your entire deck was one color, you could have this card out at the beginning of the game, it didn't count towards your card limit, and it gave you a buff. So same thing here, right? We've got 
a body card. So the one that they teased first was a uh, cup. He is in his uh, vehicle mode uh, on one side, and that's how he starts in the game. You can only play this body character, which Cup is, with a corresponding head character. And the head character can be whichever character you want, whichever head you want. They've only announced a few of them so far, and each one gives different stats. When you flip over to the body side, more of those stats become unlocked, and, and your character is, is stronger and uh, each of them have their own star costs, so you have to think about it that way. But so far, they seem pretty strong. But I think it's it's cool that this new card type, which is a character on one side and a, a Transformer's head, when we say head, we're talking about somebody's dome. So we have this card that starts out the game. You don't have to find it. And it adds another layer of complexity. So now you have the choice of playing... Straight, straight characters, big cards, little cards, combiners. Uh, do you go too tall? Do you go four wide? Do you play uh, with with these new uh, Titan Masters with the, the head and the body? Do you play like Brandon? You play Metroplex. Do you play something with a gimmick? So there's a lot of different ways you can play. Uh, which, when you compare it to me, if you compare it to something like Pokemon, you're going to have six prize cards. You're going to have Pokemon, they evolve or they don't, and they attack with energy. This this is um, a welcome addition, another layer of complexity or another layer of strategy. I agree. It uh, definitely represents another layer of strategy, in my opinion. <clears throat> I, I, I agree with that. I just hope that, you know, you, you first mentioned gimmick, and... It can it, it can feel kind of gimmickly. I mean, look at combiners. Everyone's oh yeah, you know, it looks cool and everything, and you know, it, you know, people's like oh, it feels kind of gimmicky, but it's a whole set. You got a whole bunch, and then there's going to be, you know, tons more coming down the line. And then, you know, what have we seen? We've seen you know one combiner, and, you know, since since combiners came out, you know. Say hello so, to, to whoever's in the background for me. <laughs> that's all right that's just the uh just misses calling the kiddos oh yeah <laughs> yeah but, no, I hear you that. know so you know it you know at, at first now i feel that it's it it could be kind of gimmicky if they don't follow it up you know mm-hmm. it, if they don't follow it up with more but you know also looking at you know the uh, the mechanic itself is pretty cool, and it also kind of uh, still follows in line with Hasbro's toy lines and everything of making, you know, the Titan Masters where, you know, even the toys are like that. They all, you know, have they come with the figure and they have a head that they can put on them or switch through, you know, all the any of the other ones to make them interchangeable. Uh, you know, so it, so with that, you can kind of, you can kind of see, you know, how Hasbro might, uh, or, you know, wizard since it, it still has, it's still owned by Hasbro, uh, you know, it can give us some insight into the future and future sets, especially with what the Earthrise toy set coming out now, they may have, or, you know, the Earthrise toy set getting ready to come out that, you know, that, that might be in full swing right when, you know, wave six, which could be an Earthrise set, come out. So, yeah. 
you know, so it, it can kind of give us a little force, you know, a little and in, you know insight on how they've been doing because it looks like their, uh, you know, their strategy with coming out with sets has been also kind of based on the toy lines, mm-hmm. uh, you know. But again, as the mechanic itself, it, it's pretty cool. I want to see more of the heads. I want to see some more of the bodies. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, kind of going back to the combiners. You know, at least the you know the the spoilers for the uh, tournament kit, the 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 prize support pack is, is a combiner. So you know it's pretty cool. You know, so I'm glad that you know combiners are getting some love. I'm hoping that within the set itself, there are Titan cards. There are you know more cards for combiners. I hope maybe they might add a, a new combiner or two that's in the set and not just a promo or something. Yeah. Yeah. So reading straight from IGN, again, Seth Macy says, so Titan Master Attack introduces new characters, mechanics, and a new type of card to the game. There are 46 new character cards in the Titan Master's Attack series, 43 of which have never appeared in the Transformers TCG. So we already talked about Sergeant Cup. His headpiece is Flintlock, so it starts off as a head, and when the body is KO'd, Flintlock is deployed, which is the other side of the card. Similar to Transformers War for Cybertron 4, sealed boxes contain a Trypticon card. The Titan Masters Attack sealed boxes all contain a Fortress Maximus pack with his head, uh, with his card, head character Cerberus, and Cerberus's head character Emissary. So that is awesome uh, that we're getting another box topper. Uh, hopefully he's a little more useful than Trypticon, at least right off the rip. Um, so... <laughs> And then what we haven't talked about yet is the new character or the card type outside of the characters. So we have actions, we have upgrades. Now there are stratagem cards. So stratagems, uh, they also come into the game uh, from the beginning. These cards are keyed to a specific character card and cost stars, allowing you to modify a character in an interesting and sometimes unusual way. Stratagems also work with previously released cards, so you can start reworking and improving your existing decks with these new types. So Seth talks about the stratagem cards, and the key piece is, to me, the older characters, uh, working with some of the older characters. And there's going to be rare stratagems, uncommon stratagems, and common stratagems. The rare ones are going to be keyed to those specific characters, where the other ones, I believe, they haven't shown any of those off, the uncommon and common ones will probably be geared towards tribes or um, different play styles. So we already saw the Cosmos stratagem, which flips his ability from KOing a character with 12 stars or less to KOing a character with 21 stars or less when his ability fires off. Yes, that is the truth right there. Mm. Mm, I can definitely see people running that. So with that being said, um, <clears throat> Sean, what stratagem do you hope is one of the ones that works for an old character? Hmm. See, I, 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 I really don't know on that because, you know, you're, you're really trying to look at wave one or two characters there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you, if you're already having to put out, you know, Basically, I mean, these are errata cards or updates instead of updating Cosmos. Let's just say, okay, let's make him more tournament viable and throw this on there. So 
on that, it really comes out to who who are characters from the past that you know people like, but people want to be tournament viable or could easily be made ter- you know tournament viable with you know a little you know a twist. Like you know, look at Cosmos. You know, he's not tournament viable when everyone's running OPBL or guys that are you know you know. That, that aren't going to be affected by his thing. But if you had a star card, now I can take out Optimus. So um, I, I would love to see one to make maybe... Um, maybe ones that's more geared towards some of the combiners. I mean, look at... You can make a stratagem for, you know, the Wave 2 Dinobots to make Volcanicus a little bit more viable in a uh, tournament setting or Predaking. Um, maybe maybe Wave 1 uh, Shockwave would be, uh, you know, pretty cool uh, something to, you know, help him out a little bit to make him more viable. So th- that's what it's really, you know, got a, got a pretty... For me, it would be something that could make Combiners a little bit more tournament viable besides, you know, just the standard Blue Superion. Yeah. What about you, Brandon? Is there a, a certain character that you hope gets a stratagem? Uh, I wouldn't say a specific character. I would just hope <clears throat> they get some stratagems that kind of, um, you know, continue to give more depth to the game. I mean, just mm, kind of off the top of my head, um, thinking maybe a stratagem that says something like, uh oh secret actions right okay here's a stratagem that says secret actions uh remain in play until they're until they're flipped right uh maybe something along those lines to give kind of you know a a longer term strategy especially playing against some of these two wide hyper aggressive you know orange decks out there kind of give you a a little bit to plan you know future turns stuff like that i would Mm. be interested in just more strategy based stuff Okay. Yeah, that makes but sense. We have so, rule, rule bending, but only when that card's in play. Well, also, kind of like how we were right. talking a lot, you exactly. know, last podcast, like supports or location cards. You know, stratagems could basically be this kind of, oh, well, this stratagem gives, you know, all Autobots something, all Decepticons something, or, you know, I guess maybe they don't probably have to be geared towards helping specific characters or things like that, but things. Uh, that, you know, like Brandon was touching on, uh, you know, pointed out that, you know, it can be for more blanket things, more support kind of cards. Yeah, yeah, so, like, um, yeah, and, and no, nothing saying that a stratagem can't be a location, so you're right that uh, we don't know yet. We, we've only seen a few things, and um, I, I'd say, and this, I don't think this will happen, because I think they're still standing by their their stance that, he was a, li- a limited get, but I'm hoping they know that he's he's available widespread now for next to nothing. Omega Supreme Autobot Defense Base, the promo card Ooh. from Wave 2. If they had a stratagem for him, I think that would be cool to see him maybe not be viable, but not have to be him and some throwaway character. I mean, <laughs> the, he's basically the... unplayable unless will... he gets some sort of support. I will probably say I will be ticked off if there's a stratagem for Trypticon. Just just because Another card. Yeah. Just because just because it would be 
you know, it, it would touch on what I'd have had arguments on Facebook and even some of the Facebook rumblings and Reddit rumblings or, oh, well, we need a Trypticon stratagem to make him more viable. And I was like, no, no, he should, Trypticon shouldn't get a card, this card, or, you know, this set. They should, you know, they had their chance. Right. Well, I mean, I kind of I mean, it would be it would be nice because it would you know if you could make something to make it more viable that would be great. But I think as just out of pure spite, <laughs> <laughs> out of pure spite, the hate no. yeah, the swelling hate, no. within you. <laughs> that salt, that salt is too too much. Yeah, <laughs> no. I think that's but one it of the doesn't have to be. Yeah. Go ahead. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be one of those stratagems, though. I get definitely diving into the battle portion of the set. You know, Titan Masters kind of threw me until I looked closer at the cards because I was like, mm, "There's no Titans." Uh, but then I see, oh, they're actually called Titan Masters, and they're little head things. So it's like, okay, because I was, you know, saw Optimus Prime on there, and I was like, okay, are we gonna get? more support for titan cards right that's what i was kind of looking for but it doesn't look like we are unless they're going to start letting you know titan masters trigger titan cards like i can now use height advantage on arcana because he's a titan master nah, probably not oh, right well there could be maybe a stratagem on that that allows titan cards <laughs> to be used with other you know with other guys I don't, I don't know. But there's no, there's only like two Titan cards, which yeah. is you know, yeah. weird. Yeah. And even so, uh, Omega Supreme, may, maybe he doesn't get his own stratagem, but maybe there's something because he has a, a trait that no other character yep. has, and that's Guardian. Mm-hmm. There's yes. no card that refers to Guardian. So they can either come out with a card specifically pointing towards the, the Guardian trait or who knows. But I think that would be one that would... Uh, be really cool and if i were to design one backseat uh armchair game designer just have have it it's going to cost at least a star have it give him some extra spots a la uh metroplex where he can play any type of like uh, two or three patrol characters so little little small bots so he can mm-hmm. do some like the rescue patrol or whatever um and then just make him a 25 star character. I don't know, but I think that would, uh, that would be the character I would like to see. That'd be fiery. So what are our thoughts on box toppers? We, we got Trypticon, which, uh, you know, we were bummed that he didn't come with his rare battle card and his common deployment card inside of the kit. He came with himself plus three character cards. So card spaces were taken up. Buy these cards if you wanted to play them out of the box. You had to hope that you pulled these cards. With that being said, what are our thoughts on Fortress Maximus? Hmm. Um, have they revealed him? Have they like revealed him <laughs> totally yet? No, they, they haven't okay. showed off any stats on him yet, but okay. they've just said that he is a box topper. So my thought so, on so that I is, guess is, is what do we Titan, think about so. Yeah, what do we think about box toppers? I think, I think box toppers are kind of cool, but it's a um, you know more of a collector's item as opposed to actual sync play. Because mm-hmm. as a Metroplex player myself, 
hauling that thing around is ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. not the move you want to make, right? It's it's not my favorite thing. When I was at the PPG in Orlando, I was like, mm, this is this is unwieldy, right? This is not how I usually do business. But mm-hmm. you know, I still have my backpack or whatever binder, so you know, straight. But it was it's not my preferred method because it's just a pain in the butt. And then you got to flip it around and move these dice, and that's like, uh, yeah. pain in the butt. So I think of it more as a very cool collector's item. I like box toppers. You know, I think that's something special and unique that you can get for buying buying an entire box, you know? So I'm a fan of promo stuff. I like swag. I look at it like that. I don't think they'll ever be playable, but I like swag. I'm the same way. I like them for, you know, the promo idea and stuff. But, you know, back in the day... You know, when I played games, if they had, you know, special promos or something, they were usually at least viable in game. You know, if if Fortress Maximus is a card that is actually viable and doesn't have tides cards tied specifically to him in the set that, you know, is part of the set and not included in with the box topper, then I was like, that's fine. You know, if we're going to have another Triptychon situation where, Two to three cards is going to be taking up for this card that isn't viable whatsoever unless we create like a stratagem for them in the next set or two. You know, so mm-hmm. who it, you know, I, I like them, but I, I think they, they, they should make them viable. You know, if they were to have make, you know, a card that's to the equivalent of OPBL as a box topper. A lot of people would probably be buying more boxes to try to get that awesome tournament meta deck card, you know? I was thinking yeah. the same thing. You got Galactus Prime or whatever if that was a box topper. Yeah. Yeah. That, that yeah I mean, if you, yeah. if you make Galactus Prime instead of Trypticon the box topper, make like a, you know, what, what happened in the days of the old days of trading cards of collecting packs and UPCs and sending them to the company and then six to eight weeks you got a special promo card? What, you know, let's bring that back. Yeah, Let's, dude, I would... asked I asked Drew from Wizards that question on our last uh, interview, uh, Rapper Redemptions, and he said it was a logistical nightmare. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember doing it for the Dragon Ball Z, man. Uh, I, you collected X amount of rappers, sent them in, they sent you some promo cards that were just for that redemption. That was cool, but then I just picture these poor guys in, I think they're in Seattle, just like getting thousands of rappers and like, well... We can't recycle these, so we just put away their trash for them. Yeah, I think the <laughs> the uh, so if, if we're gonna say, let's just say for for this conversation's sake, the reason they don't make box toppers and promos strong is because not everybody can get it. I don't find that a good argument because super rare cards are the most strong cards you can get. They are also hard to get. You can mm-hmm. buy a box, get Trypticon, and not get Galaxy Prime. So, or, I can I can go on Facebook right now and get a Trypticon for five bucks. Right. So Field. you can get. There are ways to get the card. So I don't think we should handicap the card because it's hard to get. Now there's yeah. people on the other fence that before the Energon edition came out said, "No fair, Cliff Jumper strong." And I can't get him. You'll you'll have those people complain too. But if 
it's going to be wide, widely printed. I think even I, I think it should be strong, and maybe maybe Triptychon is strong. Maybe I mean they know what set six is going to have in it, and maybe that's where Triptychon support comes in, and people are going to be like, Triptychon's broken. I wish yeah. we had better days. <laughs> so. Uh, I mean, yeah, but then, then to, to them, I say, yeah, it only took a year for him to become broken. Hooray, you know, right. you know, the, by that time, there'll be like a universal prime instead of just the galaxy prime. And I'm telling you, man, they, yeah. they love bring that prime out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't hate them. Well, well, they, they said how many like 43 of the 46 cards are new characters. Yep. So Something, prime so. Megatron so, cup. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> now, say Prime was on the box. Well, we knew that, you know. Yeah. But 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 I don't know. They did skip Bumblebee two sets, so they right. may have to squeeze a Bumblebee in there. Which I am completely surprised we didn't get a Siege version of Bumblebee. Yeah, across two sets, the la- last Bumblebee we had was Combiners, which yeah. was to me the best Bumblebee card there is. Best co- uh, best common card for sure. Yeah, and and I know his. Well, of course, there wasn't a Bumblebee Siege toy either yet, so that's yeah. weird. He he was at home. He sat that war out. <laughs> it's like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. He was he was off on his adventure doing a solo movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's pacifist. <laughs> uh, so what we didn't talk about yet, and you know, Wave Five extra exciting, but what's even more exciting is. Our very own Brandon Allison uh, was repping at Orlando PPG. Brandon, like, so I, I haven't been to a giant event like that, and I know it, the the show up or the the attendance probably wasn't in, in huge, but it was a big event. There's there was some money being thrown around, and you had some really big names there. What, Just what was under it like? fifty people. Yeah, man. It was uh, it was good. It was a it was good event. It was great. I loved every minute of it. You know. Uh, had <clears throat> had a um, me and Joe, uh, another member of Team Altuzzi, and then a uh, third member flew in from San Antonio. So there were three of us, uh, you know, who sh- went and and showed up for that. We already earned our, all of us had already earned our invites, so we were good to go. And they had last chance qualifiers on the Friday and the Saturday prior. And then the tournament was Sunday, and they had, you know, all the big names was there. S. Dot, you know, um, uh, of course the, the David and and uh, Ansel Cox who took third, I think in Dallas or Vegas, and there was just a whole bunch of you know players who who had traveled around to to go and uh, to go see this or to go and participate. And uh, it was a good time, and I really enjoyed it. You know, there were definitely some uh, some outstanding moments there, and and the judging staff, you know, they did the best they could. They were as they uh, the first days um, single are the first days last chance qualifiers were unexpected at best, and that was uh, you know cost of a lot of heartburn. But once everybody got used to it, you know they just kept running through it because it was a best of one situation, and mm-hmm. nobody expected that. Mm-hmm. Nobody expected that until we were playing our game one, and then the first person finished, and they were going into game two, and they were like, "Oh no, there's no there's no game two here," and we we're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, okay, well that is unusual, right?" So. Yeah. But yeah, that was 
that was great, and that was where <laughs> that was where I saw, you know, I saw some of the decks that I wanted to play. I was like, well, I knew, you know, I didn't want to play the main decks. You know, I didn't want to play Prime. I didn't want to play, you know, uh, Sound uh, uh, Soundwave or anything like that. I just because I was, I had Metroplex out there ready to go. And then, you know, found, I played against the guy who had brewed his own deck, and I ended up playing that deck. And it wasn't all right. So did you so. play Metroplex uh, at all? I played him in the last chance qualifiers. Uh, I okay. played him all day Friday. Yeah. Okay. So, so I, how did you do in the last chance qualifiers? So I went, and it's... Hmm, man. So many flavors, and I had to choose to be salty, right? It mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't intentional. Well, I can't even say that, right? So, note for the kitties. I'll try and make this a quick one. Um, but uh, sometimes, uh, sometimes people choose to play by themselves or whatever, and everybody has friends. Like, these games are all better with friends. I have my friends. We're in a team together. We support each other. Turned out that uh, the, some of the guys that we were playing against, um, they were actually playing like uh, they were playing planes, but they were playing too many stars. And I did not notice it because I'm not observant like that, right? And hmm. they had played my buddy, and, they, and he was like, and he, and he had noticed it, but he didn't really, you know, it was just kind of out of the corner of his eye after he had played, and then. He was going around, or he was, uh, you know, got up, and then, you know, he noticed it, and then after my match, you know, because me, uh, it came down to the wire on my match, because that was going to be the end of the last chance qualifier, it was going to be, and then that one goes to the, you know, get your prize pool, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, and then he let me know afterwards, I was like, you know, that guy is playing too many stars, (laughs) we got to watch that. And not only that, uh, they've been passing that same deck around, you know, to multiple players. And I was mm. like, oh, you know, so you got to watch that. But it seems odd with like, don't they have like a, a list that you have to provide and all that? Or was it just a free for all? So at last chance qualifier, this one, I uh, they did not have deck checks. So there was no um, there was no deck list. You didn't have to provide one. They were kind of go. They were going rapidly, and that I get. You know, that would be almost like your standard. You know, uh, I hate to use the term Friday Night Magic type situation, right? Mm-hmm. You're not providing a deck list, but everybody expects, for the most part, you'd be on the up and up, uh, right? Yeah, honor system, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, <clears throat> but this one was, you know, even more so since it was like best of one type of situation. And there were a bunch of people trying to get qualified, you know, and you had a bunch of jerks like me over there who was like, well, I just want to play test my deck and get these boxes to see what, you know, what this deck can do. Unfortunately, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a good preparation for um, Sunday's event because since there's no sideboarding, there's no game two or game three then you really are just need to play something, you know, a combo deck or an explosive deck that, you know, has a, an excellent match one. A, yeah, excellent game. all around, yeah. Right, exactly. So, and then, you know, not worry about it. You still have to have a sideboard because, well, if you're playing that stupid card that lets you go get something from outside of the game, then you still want to have your sideboard available because 
they rule that hey that means go that means your sideboard you know that's what they're talking about yeah but other than that you know there's no reason but yeah so there was that you know that's just another good reason to you know uh, travel with friends <laughs> yeah travel yeah. travel with buddies they'll they'll look out for you your team will you know got your back that's what yeah. they're there for but it was definitely fun you know so you got to play. So, so for those listening, uh, Brandon, Brandon said a lot of people were there. You had Dan Arnold, who was the Energon Invitational winner for 2019. He was there. Stefan Pinkney, who is probably the most winningest uh, Transformers trading card game player for major events. And you had Kevin Allen, who yep. won at Gen Con uh, last year, uh, all three of which we've interviewed uh, on the Double Pip cast. And then you had a large amount of People from Vector Sigma, Scott Landis, um, and then, well, Scott Landis, Dan, and Stefan are all the member of Vector Sigma. Uh, you had Kent Summerhour, and so you had a lot. It was basically the who's who of the Transformers TCG community all there. And, uh, you know, I was super hyped to see that you were playing against Stefan. How did that match go? It was a disaster. I played against uh, Wreck-It Crew, too. Wreck-It? Wreck-It oh, Crew. Uh, wreck and roll, wreck and roll. That's who they are. Yeah, played against their squad also. Um, but yeah, that match against Stefan was. Mm, I mean, that one simply came down to um, he is a significantly better player than I am, and he had much more experience playing the deck than you know, than I had playing the deck that I uh, was playing that day. <clears throat> but. I mean, it was, it was, it was as, it was as it should be, you know, me coming from various, uh, TCG, uh, games, you know, you know, it's not just, Hey, you know, anybody can pilot any deck, whatever. He was making the right decisions. He assessed the situation, even though I was playing a deck that he did not anticipate and he had not seen before. He was making smart decisions based on the looks that I gave him and then using that information to, you know, make better choices in round, you know, uh, game two. So, um, I played a, I played David Bargo's deck, um, which was a uh, black orange uh, pierce deck. Uh, that deck, uh, I just had to play it because I was uh, when it played me against Metroplex, it went, I think, uh, like turn two, pierce 17, turn three, pierce 13. And I was like, well, this, um, hmm, this looks interesting, right? So I decided to, I played that. Uh, he was playing Optimus Prime. Um, he played um, Galactus Prime, Dead End, Flame Roar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, I mean, it worked out. I just could not get through it fast enough because he was playing. He was main decking a card that I did not expect. Uh, he was main decking Disarm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and disarm and the style of deck that I was playing because I had battle masters. I was running. Um, uh, I don't have the deck list in front of me, but I was running two battle masters. Yeah, yeah so, Vanguard, right? Yeah, Vanguard and um, oh, I can't think of his. Can't think of the name right now. I think the deck was Barrage, Vanguard, um, Demolisher, and Lionizer. Correct, Lionizer. That's who he is. 
So uh, when I had Lionizer and Vanguard on Demolisher, you know, he would, you know, it was looking because I was looking to finish uh, the next turn, but he boom disarm, and that sets me back so far. And Optimus Prime does so much damage, then I couldn't recover, and you know, it just went like that. I had had a um, I had a sideboard because I had only played the deck for about. I played it for about six hours after uh, after me and the team went back. Um, you know, it was um, me and the other members, me and Joe, um, myself, Joe, Ed, and uh, Ansel uh, Ansel Cox, also from Texas. He flew in, um, Navy guy from Corpus, so he flew in from this too, and he was already he knew some of the other Texas players, so he had uh, invited them on out <clears throat> to my place. And we went over the stuff, and they had helped me prepare, you know, and then learn the deck and make some choices because I didn't get to see everything that was in the deck, which mm-hmm. was to my advantage because that means I get to make the choices and I get to know why those cards are in there instead of me just net decking and um, being confused on why particular card choices were made without being able to talk to the author of the deck. So, right. You know, we uh, we went over that and, you know, I had ended up making some, you know, some sideboard choices, some, you know, that that weren't optimal, you know, didn't because I played um, I played um, man, it was um, bear. No, not barricade. It was brunt. I played brunt, uh, the one that turns into two weapons and it did your well. Sideboard? Right, that was my cyber character. So I took out my two weaponizers and played Brunt instead, mm-hmm. and that was to limit, um, you know, Prime's ability to, you know, flip through cards. Right, mm-hmm. and uh, that just it did well. I mean, again, this was another one where man, it, it was, you know, he had that uh, had that main deck. Um, well, this was a game too, so he would have had it anyway, but. Uh, running that disarm and that was that was a wrap for me you know so that was that was how that went but, but yeah did, that was you did win a few though right not against him no but overall at the event you you won a few oh. against other competitors obviously oh. to get up to the the top yeah. half uh yeah i ended up making 15th uh so i got a box so yay yay box uh too all too easy we chopped that up of course because that's how we do it and um uh yeah i am my other loss was to prime planes right so that was another hyper aggro for white deck and that was all about the coin flip if i would have gone if i would have rolled that uh if i would have got to go first the first game i believe i i have a I have a uh, strong belief that I would have I would have won that overall because I would have gone first game one and three. But instead, he went game first one and three, and he won those games. And the games I went first, I won. But you know, couldn't get the job done that time. Yeah. But and then <clears throat> what ended up uh, what ended up happening at that point was uh, you know it comes down to tiebreaker points, and you know tiebreaker points are kind of complicated, and I don't want to get into it here because that's boring to talk about, but. Um, the guys at the top, since I had played, uh, S dot, right. He ended up, I think double drawing because they all knew that they were going into the whole top four right there knew they were going to, all they had to do was double draw and they're going to make top eight. No problem. 
So that's what they did. No problem. And then, but that plays havoc, you know, and it's what you do. It's what you do in card games, but it plays havoc on the tiebreaker points. Cause I'm like, Ooh, for a while I knew it was going to happen. Um, but I was like, man, if, uh, you know, if, uh, he just plays and beats everybody. I, I think I would have the highest tiebreaker points, <laughs> but that's all right. I might have been able to slip into that number eight spot, but I, I'd have to do that math all over again. But it doesn't matter. You know, that's just how it works. And yeah. I, I'm in favor of it. Well, it's cool that you you got a little bit of winnings. Uh, you, you got to spend some time with your team. And then you got to meet a, a lot of people that... Um, are, are the movers and shakers in the game if, if there is yes. such a thing yeah. and uh no uh, happy that you were able to to experience that and have a good time and um i hope to to get to one of the events uh early this year as well whether it's origins or or gen con yeah let me know what you guys are going to go because i would definitely try and you know make an appearance if i can awesome awesome you still there sean yeah yeah Just... yeah gen con's um, gonna be a total must for me this year hopefully yeah at least i've been to origins in the 90s so never went to gen con though i'm excited for for them and uh stay tuned everybody who's listening and uh to this either uh, on podcast services your youtube uh take a look at our twitter because we will have spoilers for wave five once uh watsy gets a hold of me and provides those cards. We'll, we'll leak those out uh, when they allow us to. Uh, I think that about does us uh, for today. Talked about Wave 5. Talked about Brandon's experience at the PPG Orlando. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Later. Good to see y'all.